is Nicole Whitney, News for the Soul, life-changing talk radio from the uplifting to the unexplained. It's a great honor to have you on the show tonight. Welcome, Deepak Chopra. Thank you. Yes. It's time for Enlightenment in the City with El Hoshotara on the News for the Soul Network. El is a spiritual coach and intuitive reader with a unique flair. Strong yet soft, compassionate with a heart, she lives the consciousness of being feminine with strength. El tells it like it is. Welcome, El Hoshotara, back to News for the Soul. Hi, everybody. Welcome to this hour of News for the Soul. I'm your host, El Maya Hoshiantara. And you can write in and call in to the show. Let's see here. We have, um, you can go to um, newsforthesoul.com. You can also call in. That's area code 646-595-4274. That's 646-595-4274. Or you can write us at on the air at telus.net. That's telus with only one L. So let's have a conversation. We have had a lot of conversations in the past about, you know, love and light. And um, there can be a lot of interesting stuff that happens. So when we think it's supposed to look um, a certain way, and it's an interesting dynamic because in codependency, when people get up to a certain point, uh, they'll just have a tendency to fall back if they're not ready for it. Um, If there's too much codependency overall, um, they'll just keep falling back into like the same old patterns. Um, so practice is good. You know, your self-development ideals, again, depending on where you get them from and what the interpretation is, that's the really important stuff. Um, <clears throat> you know, that stuff is a lot more stuff that ebbs and flows. There's not always quite as much of a direct answer as you think. Um, so when you see the sort of like absolutes in spiritual and self-development ideas, it's important to remember if they seem like an absolute, um, sometimes it's just an absolute because, or it seems like an absolute, even though it's not, just because that's what your presenter or your facilitator or your radio show host, thank you very much, uh, is actually just talking about in the moment and we're pressing a certain point to get understanding along the lines of that particular um, issue and and that's why you know I can speak only for myself but that's why um, sometimes like you know if there's a misinterpretation there um, it would be because somebody thinks that what I'm saying is going to be an absolute in every single moment and that's not true um, but it is um, oh, sort of common in codependency um, when people are, you know, taking a certain path, um, when there's not much skill set, it is very common for people to not be able to handle much variation um, or much deviation off that path. And when that happens, <clears throat> um, if people can't, t- don't have um, a healthy amount of flexibility then it's when, that's when they're going to start putting pressure on you, regardless of what the circumstances are for you to live or be a certain way. And that's when you start getting the silly stuff in self-development, right? That's when you get that, you should be happy all the time, you know. It's like somebody says, the dog just got run over. Well, it's all for the best now, isn't it? Now let me tell you about my fabulous day. <laughs> you know, and you can hear all the fakeness in it, right, for those of you that have unfortunately had that experience, especially too much. Um and that's more that like when it's that level, um, that would be a really good sign of um, <clears throat> like a lot of um, non-reality. Okay, so that would be more something that you know when you're getting that level of like even when you say like um, you know the dog just died, um, you know <clears throat> you just came back from the vets, you know you're stressed out or whatever, and they're like telling you you should be happy. Um, Sometimes people go into these things more as a self-defense um, mechanism because they don't know what to do. And when people don't know what to do, they, they get this really what they uh, unfortunately call black and white thinking, um, which it me- just basically means it's this way or it's that way. So it, And it's more of an absolute because people can't deal with shades of grades or shades of gray or all the different color variations. Um, and you'll find that with people who, uh, for example, have been, you know, 
gotten in trouble a lot, like yelled and screamed out, punished, et cetera, as kids um, by, say, a, a parental unit. So there's not much flexibility because they're trying to hold on um, in the midst of all the chaos. And when the chaos has not been sorted out enough, and that would really need outside professional help, um, but when that chaos is not sorted out enough, People just want it to be like one way or another just because the mind likes to be able to make sense of things. Now, this is more of a, in some ways it can be a little bit more, notice I said a little bit, not definitely more, but in some ways it can be a bit um, of a more positive way um, to try to be able to get the, you know, to hold on to the mind um, so that people can sort of like remain stable as much as they can so that they can remain um, retain any sense of sanity that they have um, when living in a very chaotic uh, environment. And that happens when you've got people who um, are, have grown up in very abusive living situations, for example. They get very stuck on um, one idea or another, just to be able to make sense out of it. Now, <clears throat> there are more beneficial ways to do that and less beneficial ways to do that. Um, some people turn more towards the positive, which is good. And then some people turn towards the negative so that's when you get people who get really ignorant um and stubborn and lashing out um because they won't give up on a really like say obviously not the best idea you know two plus two million bajillion bajillion you don't know you don't know you know if you're like um no actually that would be four you know they're like you don't know you know and then ah you know and it's like wow over two plus two equals four okay but for some people it's like that over blueberries right blueberries are or are not a health food um, or strawberries or <gasps> oranges uh-huh. and and those are more signs that people um, just don't have enough emotional uh, flexibility yet because it hasn't been safe to but also it's important to remember that when people are at um, <clears throat> second that they may not have had the guidance systems to say like this is what it looks like and um, until people are willing to work through that and that's one of the key questions plus have sought out the appropriate help um, <clears throat> they're more likely to keep, keep um, sticking to things that you know aren't detri- are, sorry are detrimental for them, or even if it's in a positive thing, um, the positive thing doesn't serve in some moments. So you'll get people who are like, I have love in my heart, that's why I hang out with toxic people. You know, fuck you for not hanging out with toxic people. I have love in my heart. You know, and then they get toxified, and then they're crying that they've been abused, and it's like, well, yeah. So stop hanging out with toxic abuse people um but when people don't understand that and you know they're holding on to old ideals of having love in their heart and those ideals aren't serving them and are not being done in the way that um they would actually be meant to be in a way that's actually more serving which is it's um you're more on the right track when it becomes more serving and this is really important to understand codependency um, you know, you're a good person if you let yourself be fucked over. And that's whenever you're like, and it's not that everything's going to go your way, but when somebody keeps bringing in toxic people and they keep getting fucked over, that's a really good example that somebody's headed in the wrong direction. Um, and that would be a negative example of holding on to a good ideal, holding on to, you know, a so-called positive ideal to the point where it actually creates harm. Um, and so you do have to be careful. Again, proper usage is extraordinarily important with self-development stuff because otherwise it does create harm. You know, you get people who, you know, you're bad for ending a marriage, even if you're being abused. And mm, no, you're not bad for ending a, a marriage that you're being abused in. Um, but for some people, you know, they want it to be that way and it just doesn't work like that. Um, so sometimes there are, you know, good ideas, you know, like staying in a marriage working things out is a positive especially if you actually love the person um, I know some people don't really they're you know married and they don't actually <clears throat> um, love the person as much as they should and that's not really the best relationship um, <clears throat> but um, so there's you know there's all that stuff um, so ideally you know you're staying in a marriage and you're because you're not blowing a relationship because of pettiness because of old patterns you know that's actually good for you which is very different than leaving an a, a romantic relationship or um whatever a job <clears throat> etc that's actually not good for you um so we want to have flexibility in terms of you know listening to ideals 
and what is it that we're looking for um, and making sure that those things are put out there in the in the community to make sure that things are going to go um, better um, basically so yeah so I kind of sorry lost track I hope that still made sense um, I forget what the original uh, point of this all was um, but yeah, late isn't always what it seems, you know, and that's an important thing. I'm going off on possibly a whole different tangent here, so break the old stuff. <laughs> Just get on board with the new here. Um, so when we're looking at, you know, like all this love and light stuff, it is really important to understand about that the light actually, um, it promotes growth and it promotes healthy growth. And healthy growth, it can't take you out of all every single last bit of pain and suffering that ever existed. But it does a lot more than you think, especially when you're dealing with interpersonal um, behaviors, reactivity, um, all those sorts of things. Um, and it stops people from bringing bad people into your communities if they are um, capable of doing that. Um, there will be some exceptions to that. But basically, this is, you know, there are different reasons why some people have better lives than others. But one really is whether they're in codependency, whether they're in misusage, um, of spiritual ideas and self-development um, along with other things. And there are some things that are easier to work on uh, than others, but basically, you know, it, it is for your benefit. This is really important to understand, and it's for the benefit of the whole world uh, to move ahead in healthy serving formats. And those serving formats, you might not like some of them some of the time because they would call, they, you know, uh, call for getting off your butt, facing your stuff, having to do work in a certain area, um, <clears throat> or if you can't, go in for treatment in a certain area. Um, but that's usually just to help you get things resolved so that you can move forward. Um, and that has benefit to the world because the reason why there's so much, you know, war, et cetera, abuse, um, you know, backing up of abusive behaviors, all those things exist because, you know, those are codependent ways of being. So, you know, when people are like, oh, look, you know, Oh, live and light is heaven on earth. You know, we've got these massive wars going on. Um, excuses for abuse and stuff like that. You know, that's not really heaven on earth because that kind of crap's not happening in heaven. Just a thought. Um, so, yeah, it becomes really interesting. So bottom line is, um, you know, and again, you can't really stop codependent people, unfortunately, um, from twisting things around to, you know, always accommodate their own viewpoint that's really toxic or abusive to you. But you don't have to stay around that that is really important to understand so everybody has um some codependency some people are more than others and some people may have it in an area where it's just you you need to take a step back for your own sanity or you need to take a step back because you can't watch it anymore um you need to take a step back because you're not going to be able to um grow in certain ways because you're not going to be able to accommodate them you may have to take a step back because you're not going to be able to carry them um and there's too much arguing and fighting while they demand that you carry them all those sorts of things. So, yeah, it's really interesting. And I apologize. I mean, I know this is kind of um, all over the place. Again, you know, this was a really great time for growth, and I just got one shortly before I got on the show, and I was like, ooh. Um, so my mind is a little bit scattered. Um, so sorry, I'm trying to pull myself out of it. It's just a little hard sometimes, um, you know. Um, but it does get easier, uh, provided we're willing to face those. Um, so let's see. So the open lines are on today. Um, let's do mailbag in the meantime. And we have Dawn in Toronto. She'd like to know how a recent investment will work out. So one moment here, Dawn in Toronto. Okay, so Donna, it seems like um, <clears throat> it's probably not going to want turn out the way that you want it to. Um, I will say that this looks like it's going to be a self-fulfilling pro- prophecy, if you've ever heard of those. Um, so what happens is sometimes people get so worried about things not working out that they end up um, chasing down, um, you know, trying to cajole, trying to, you know, double-check on people, Um, In essence, they do it so much that they kind of ended up pushing it where the person will just give up on the project um, or say screw it or just go in a different direction or may, you know, um, in some cases they may cash somebody out, not take them on to another project. 
Uh, all those sorts of things can happen when people um, get overly pushy um, because they're scared that something's not going to work out. They've been let down a lot. You know, and those things are important to remember that just because one person's let you down doesn't mean that the person in front of you will unless that particular person has a habit of, of um, letting you down. And it's your responsibility to sort that out. Um, so, you know, well, I never saw it. So it doesn't look like it would have ever turned out the way that you wanted it to. Um, the pushing and cajoling of it can make circumstances a lot worse than they would be. Um, so it does look like there may be a little bit of a loss, but it doesn't look like it would be anywhere near as much of a loss if you were trying to chase it down and trying to make somebody behave in a certain way. Um, I'm seeing a woman in particular, um, that that's just, it's just not going to be good. Um, so one of the things to understand about that too is, you know, like, some people that get worried, and I'm not saying this is about you, but because we're talking about investments, um, <clears throat> it is important to understand that sometimes people get turned down for joining certain projects because people know that they're going to be too troublesome. Um, and again, Donna, this is not—I'm not saying this about you because this is not what I'm getting a read. This part is not what I'm getting a read for you on. Um, but just as a little bit further here, because we talk a lot about codependency. Um, so there's, so in codependency, I mean, if you're healthily checking on a project, um, somebody could say that, you know, you're putting too much pressure on them completely and absolutely collapse because they don't have capacity and they say, screw the project and your money will go down the drain. And that's not a good person to get involved with. And this is not what I'm seeing here, Don. I really want to be clear. I'm not seeing like this lady be at this level of like saying, screw it. Um, <clears throat> like, you know, to that level where she's, you know, collapsing and all sorts of things. I'm not seeing that. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, somebody, so you can be, you know, healthfully organized and then somebody be unhealthy and not capable of keeping up. And so it's just a bad idea to invest with them on a project, say, um, I've met people where they get a group together and they invest in real estate together. And you don't want to hire somebody who's going to go into easy collapse and not handle their stuff and the project goes sour because you can't, you've, taking on somebody who's incapable of doing their work. You actually want to avoid that. The flip side to it, though, is that you also don't want to bring something into your group who is over-pushing um, and causing a lot of problems because um, you can end up eating up the profit for getting reports that you don't need because they don't know what they're doing. Um, you could get people who makes everybody's life a living hell because they don't know how to um, relax and let um, things unfold and it takes time to do that and so you know um, say it's a real estate project they've got a really good eye on the house they've got a good bargain in the works but somebody decides they want a good bargain they're used to playing the victim um, or being overly pushy to accommodate having felt like a victim a lot they'll go in there and they'll hassle the homeowner so badly that the homeowner says screw it I'm not going to give you the deal after all um, you know, nothing was in writing, you were in negotiation, and they just don't want to have anything to do with you, or they don't, or they don't want to sell for that low price, and the person that they're involved with uh, as part of that group is so problematic to deal with, um, they're not going to budge on the price where maybe they had a little bit of leeway just because they don't know what else is going to be coming. Excuse me. And codependency on that front says, well, <clears throat> they should be reasonable. That owner should just know what they're doing, and it's like, well, that's not how it works is people don't tend to want to do business with people that are actually, you know, very problematic, very um, over pushing. And again, Donna, I'm not seeing you, um, you know, at like, <clears throat> um, I'm definitely seeing over pushing. Um, I want to be clear about this. Um, but, you know, these are some of the things that, you know, can happen and can interfere with different projects. Um, and so will I understand um, wanting to be concerned and saying, well, you know, if this project isn't going to pay off or do as well as you would like, it could seem like, well, that's the universe. You know, maybe, it, maybe that could be taken as like, well, this is proof that I can't trust people. Well, no, the point is from my earlier stuff, which is that um, <clears throat> people who are very good at business, tend to know who they can get in business with and who to avoid. 
um, especially if they have healthy boundaries. So what happens is people who don't know how to, um, you know, relax and allow and know enough stuff and they start putting pressure on the people that they're investing with or the group that they're hanging out with to do the investments with, um, when people get really good at it and there's enough of an emotional balance, they'll actually stop taking those people in um, for investments because it's going to be too problematic, including, you know, sometimes you hear like people who, you know, there's a small project and they're stuck in lawsuits for $100,000 for years, um, you know, when there was only going to be, you know, a $50,000 profit or $75,000 profit in the first place, just because somebody's so determined that they want to argue um, <clears throat> that they'll actually blow, blow the project and not just blow the project, cost the investors more money um, because they're out of balance. So what happens is if you're good enough at it, you start to keep out people who you realize are going to be doing those things. Um, What's going to be left are going to be the people who don't know the difference or they're also there. Um, So, you know, or you've got the people that are going to be easily collapsing. So you're more likely to um, drive off the people that you're actually going to be able to rely on um, to invest with, um, and then what happens is the end result, people say like, well, they get desperate for money. Okay, well, this person will have something to do with them. You know, they don't seem like they're necessarily that bad. You know, and I mean, she doesn't look in, in this case, I mean, she doesn't look like a bad person. Like, I don't think she's a bad person. Um, <clears throat> but I think that, um, but I, I think that she's probably would be, um, turning you down uh, for future investments um, if she was, you know, um, if she had good boundaries, um, she'd probably just be turning you down for future investments because it's just going to be too, like, problematic. And it's not that you're not allowed to have answers. I really want to be clear about this. But there's healthier versions of having answers versus, like, sort of like being overly pushy and like getting to the point of like driving somebody nuts, which I'm not saying you're driving her nuts. It's not at that level, but it's definitely more towards the like this is, well, it's not more towards it. It is the like, you know, this is, this is going overboard um, in terms of like checking on investments and wanting answers. And if you need answers because you don't know how things work, um, the person running the investment may not be able to actually teach you. They may know how to pick out a good investment, but they may not always be able to explain why because there's a difference between knowing how to do it and knowing how to teach it. Um, and for teaching, you need to have a certain type of articulation, and not everybody has that. In fact, they've actually found that people who are really good at doing um, actually have a smaller capacity, and they found this on scans of the brain, where they, um, that certain parts of the brain are lit up Um, and they don't actually have as much capacity to read long articles and be able to decipher, which is really interesting. Um, So, again, um, this seems to be more of like um, a learning lesson, uh, Donna, from the universe saying, you know, you have to learn how to let it flow. And, again, you know, it's like, well, if she's not – doing it well I mean the thing is like I mean if you um give her breathing room and had given her enough breathing room for the entire process you would actually be able to see um a profit but what I'm saying is like she's trying to zig you're in front of her she's trying to zig you're in front of her she's trying to move the other way um so it actually would be that you're interfering with the process of her getting things done to the point that um you could actually stop um, you could actually stop yourself from being able to make money on this investment um, and create yourself a loss um, just because of that blockage and again, you know these are reasons why um, in investing people tend to be very careful with who they take on for investing, and they say no to the people who um, have these behavioral patterns and then you know, and again, you know, whenever we're doing a certain behavioral pattern that's not serving, we start to not be able to pick out other people who, even if it's in a different area, we start to not be able to pick out who is going to be better to take a chance on and who's better not to take a chance on. And knowing more about investing would obviously be beneficial 
um, so that you're not driving whoever you're, you know, not having to push whoever um, you are investing with um, to teach you because that is not their job. Your job as an investor is to come in and know enough about it to know you're making a good decision. Um, and she, she may not be able to teach you. Um, but also you also have to have somebody like when people learn outside of that and then they go into a project, it's a lot easier if they have enough learning to be able to relax and say, okay, yes, this makes sense. Okay, I can get breathing room. Um, and it's a lot harder to do that if you're having to take the advice that it's okay from the person that you're actually doing the investing with. Um, and that's really important to understand. And it's just that's one of the things where we have to come in with our own skill set, and that allows us to be able to handle other opportunities better. Sometimes people don't understand that, and they go investing and think that the, inve- the person they're investing with is going to be able to teach them, you know, what's a good business opportunity, but you're not going to be able to guarantee that. And it's very hard to make that safe in the mind of somebody who is very nervous um, and doesn't want to let go um, because they can't, because they're too scared of getting burned, um, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So it just seems like this was a good um, learning lesson uh, for you in terms of, you know, making sure that you know enough um, to be able to be calm and knowing who you're investing with. And, um, you know, if you were to, like, say, if you were in um, a project and you had, like, you know, dropped out or um, stopped pushing, um, you know, maybe it wouldn't work out, maybe it wouldn't. Um, That is still... You know, I think it's like things have happened so much that, you know, if she manages to pull out a win on this, I think that's very, would be absolutely brilliant. Um, But there may be too much stuff already having gone on um, for that to happen. Um, But yeah, and the nice thing is about resolution is it starts to help us be able to tell who's better to be involved with than not. And codependency, you know, codependent, when people, there's a lot of codependency, people can still tell some of the time who to get, who to stay away from. Um, but they just can't tell all the time. And, and some moms are like, I know what I'm doing. And other moms are like, oh, wait, I can't tell. Um, <clears throat> and it's the growth that allows us to be able to tell more and more. Um, you know, and is it a guarantee 100% of the time for absolutely everything? No, especially if you don't know much on the subject that you're investing in, if you don't know how to do investing. Um, but it can stop you from making mistakes, such as, you know, there's certain personality types or certain amounts of um, brokenness that you may not choose to go into because it's it just doesn't make sense when to invest with somebody who's got that level of brokenness because you don't know if they're going to be capable of holding you know it up long term and you know people say don't judge and is that true um, yes to a degree because you can have somebody who looks functional but they're not they're not capable of doing the work or they don't have enough experience so that does happen as well. Um, but one of the reasons like we use this idea of putting your best foot forward is because maybe somebody who does look very functional still isn't capable of doing their job. That happens. Um, but it can be, it's not an absolute warning sign all the time because there are, you know, um, people that people hire that haven't, you know, it's in a week, um, you know, (laughs) um, so like that, that does happen, you know, that guy who's, you know, on his computer all night covered in chip crumbs and it's like, oh, oh somebody needs a shower. Okay, you know, but he's, you know, a, um, a computing wizard, you know, that does happen. Um, and some of them are, you know, we'll get your stuff to you, but sometimes you don't know what the other things are going along um, or going on and, and happening. So there may be a lot of things that they're actually having to micromanage somebody in order to get things done. So, um so one of the factors that we use, again, it's not a guarantee, it's not an absolute, but one of the factors that we use is, you know, is somebody, you know, hey, did they have a shower today? Okay. Um, <clears throat> do they look like they've had a shower today? Or do they really look like they haven't had a shower for a week? Um, and, you know, if you know somebody and they're just going through a t- test spot, it's not like, oh, my God, they're codependent and dysfunctional, um, you know, because they've been really sick, for example, that's not you know we're not using that that you know barometer in that instance um but it is something to you know consider just as one example um 
And that's why sometimes, you know, we get drawn to, you know, the guy in the really great suit. He's got his haircut, you know, he's well manicured the whole nine yards. And he's got a car because it says like, okay, maybe, you know, he at least understands he has to look professional, which it means he at least understands some of the game. Whereas for somebody who doesn't, that means that they don't at least, they may not or probably not don't understand um, about creating safety by being well-groomed as one example. Um, and the more that we're doing the interdependent stuff, you know, the growth, the being calm, et cetera, the easier it becomes to tell, you know, we should maybe avoid it. And, you know, sometimes things do turn out with people that, you know, you'd be, you'd look like you're going to be better off to avoid, um, but there can be other problems in there that just make things a lot harder to deal with. And that's when you get like the lawsuits and the investing group, um, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so, yeah, so, you know, just, it's just lessons for you on that. And I, you know, I really wish you the best in that. Um, and good luck. Um, let's see here. Okay, we have Danielle in the UK. And Danielle wants a general message from Spirit reading. So one moment here. Danielle in the UK. One moment. Well, Danielle, I mean, Wow. <laughs> Hello. I think this is the best reading I've gotten ever. Like, well, not ever, but um, I have another one in my mailbag for best reading ever. Um, but like, wow, like jumping up and down, like massively, like celebrating something big is in the works. I mean, like, hello. Um, so one moment here. Like really, really huge cheering. Like, buy a lottery ticket, y'all. Um, let's see if they're going to let me know what it is. Nope. They're not going to tell me what it is, but like really, really massive win on the horizon. Um, buy a lottery ticket just in case, like seriously, like absolutely completely 100% seriously buy a lottery ticket just in case. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what it is. They're not willing to tell me, but like big, huge, like, like, literally as if I was seeing somebody, you know, who um, just got the, you know, the big news. Um, so congratulations. Um, but they're not letting me read beyond that. And because it is so huge, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to mess with that. So thank you so much. And we have Brianna in California just wants a general read. So one moment here, Brianna in California. Okay, so Brian, we are talking here about good decisions and discernment. Um, <clears throat> so he, here's the thing. You have a really good ability um, to be able to be, oh, they're saying don't tell her that. Hold on. Okay, let's see here. Hold on. Okay, so what they're saying is um, discerning. So when you think you are comfortable in the environment and there are warning signs, you need to start paying attention to them because it's like everything's going to look fine, everything looks fine, everything looks fine, and then And that's the warning you're getting today is about thinking you um, can handle something and pushing it to the point because everything seems like hunky-dory and... Um, you're pushing it to the point where it's really, really, really not going to be beneficial for you. Um, it, it's like they're basically showing me, like, if somebody was to go into a cave saying, like, wow, it's a really great cave, cool, and then all of a sudden um, all the guano <laughs> from the ceiling gets released and somebody gets covered in the back poop. Um, and literally that's... Um, they're not showing it as bat poop, but they're, like, literally showing you, like, you know, being in a cave going, hey, this is going to be great, and, like, and like literally stuff falls from the ceiling, and you're getting trapped, and um, you're not capable of, I don't want to say not capable, um, but they're showing you be trapped and, like, not, um, <clears throat> and, consider, and continuing to be sucked back in um, and not 
really making that. Um, hold on here. This interference one moment here. Because the thing is, like, even if you can get out of it, there's still going to be stuff that's stuck to you. Um, and so, and that stuff has a capacity to pull you back in. So they're really making it clear about making sure that you're being aware of what you're putting yourself in. For some people, they may call it pushing the luck. You know, you're pushing your luck, lady. Um, but it's... Uh, it's like you honestly think you can handle it. And it's like you're, the universe is like, no, 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 get her out of there, get her out of there. Uh, make her pay attention. Stop her from doing it. Um, hold on here. Look. And there's like a lot of fallback too. It's it's like watching somebody like it's like watching somebody go into a cave and then they get the ceiling. Like let's say there's tar in the ceiling, and it's like watching somebody get just tarred. All this big black tar falls on them, and then they're trying to walk away from it, and it's like glued to them, and it's like long strands of like really, really thick, and like I don't mean like strands is kind of the wrong word, long waves of tar, kind of like you're walking out, and so, like in a cartoon, like like that level of of dark tar stickiness um, coming out, being pulled out of a cave when you leave, and. And then repercussions for that, um, for not listening and not getting it. And the whole time it's like it's really interesting because you have a smile on your face. And it's kind of like watching a kid who's like, ooh, you know, candy. I remember when I was a kid, um, my mom showed me what antifreeze looked like, and it was, I think, blue back then. And I really like the color blue, and it, it's pretty, right? And it it smells kind of nice. Um, you know, if, again, for people who've poured it in the Carfax and really noxious people, well, do you often sniff antifreeze? And it's like, oh, God, codependency. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, when you're pouring it into the car, like, it can have a, you know, a whatever scent it is. But it's, it's you know, it's uh, up here, it's not bad. It's kind of like, you know, um, a later version of, like, say, um, the stuff you put in your laundry, um, like fabric softener it's or something like that. Um, but my mom said, like, you know, some people see it and they think it's pretty, and so they think it looks like Kool-Aid. I was, I was a really little kid at the time. My mom's like, some people think it's Kool-Aid, so you, you tell little kids don't drink it because it's poisonous um, and you can die. And I'm like... I don't know how old I was, but like, I mean, I was small. I don't even think I was five. I was like maybe three or three years old, maybe. And I'm like, you really think I'm going to drink antifreeze because you think I'm going to think it looks pretty. I mean, it's sitting in the garage in a bottle. Why the frick would I drink that? Um, <laughs> but my mom's like, I need to tell you anyway. <laughs> my responsibility as a parent. Um, but if you've ever seen a kid who does that, where you know, they're just, they're thinking something's a good idea. You know, they're going to be the one to drink the antifreeze, for example. And you tell them, you tell them, you tell them, and they just got that grin on their face where it's like nothing is computing. And they're just smiling because you're not going to break that. And, you know, they're just going to do it anyways. And that's what I'm being shown is, you know, a lot of, um, Like, a lot of not listening and a lot of stubborn energy on, like, that's probably not going to be good for you, pumpkin. Um, and it looks like there's going to be, like, fallout for it this time around. So, um, and I want to be clear, like, listening doesn't mean you have to go to, you know, a dark place. You don't have to be grumpy. You don't have to, you know, this is not about letting yourself be torn down, which are all some of the reasons why I see people who get in that mood where they just don't listen. Um and I really want to be clear, it doesn't make you a bad person to notice that that's a situation or situations or people that you need to be staying away from that's called self-awareness. And usually when we're calling people, you know, when people are like, ew, that person's a bad person, it's usually because they lack self-awareness. They lack awareness of their surroundings. It's not because they have it. Um, 
you know, and again, you know, codependency, it's like, oh, you see the bad of people. Oh, I don't see the darkness in people because I am the light. And they keep getting themselves in trouble over and over again. Um, that doesn't make you a good person. It makes you somebody who's not paying attention and somebody who's creating problems for themselves over and over and over again. Um, so, you know, in codependency, you know, that's, you know, you're not a good person if you see the darkness, but yet they often get mad at other people who aren't self-aware or don't pick up on things, you know, and if you get somebody who's really far gone, you know, they're in a lot of codependency. They're calling everybody else idiots. Well, what is a quote-unquote idiot? It's somebody with low general knowledge in too many areas. Um, and why does that happen? Because people think that they're good people for ignoring warning signs that get them into trouble. Why, you know, do people get themselves in the situation? Because they give away the healthy serving behaviors because that's bad and wrong in codependency to have healthy behaviors because that makes you a snob. So if you eat healthy in codependency, if there's codependency along the idea of food, you're a snob for eating healthy and you're a real person who eats real food if you eat a lot of processed crap. Now, processed food is not real. That's why it's processed. So your real food is actually your healthy food, but codependency has that backwards. Um, so, you know, Brianne, it's like, you know, when I first read that, I'm like, oh, you've actually got a really strong, and they're like, nope, don't tell her that, um, because there's spending a lot of time trying to get you to understand that you need to pay attention to certain things that you're not paying attention to, um, and they're very clear, they don't want you thinking that's a good thing, um, because it's not, so what happens is, the advanced practitioner notices and is aware of more, and that's how they make healthy, beneficial decisions. Um, when people don't make healthy, beneficial decisions for themselves, that's when we get the toxic person list. You, they keep getting involved in drama. Oh, oh my God, this is toxic. You know, why is somebody quote unquote toxic, or why are they being called toxic? Because they keep getting themselves in bad situations. Because it's wrong and bad and codependency to take care of yourself and make a good decision for yourself. And when that doesn't happen, then people get put on the, you know, toxic person list, um, which I don't agree with. I really want to be clear about that. Um, But, you know, it does tend to create a lot of problems. So they are, you know, there's, um, yeah, you know, and I mean, it's, I, I can kind of understand why you would want to go there because, I mean, you know, um. Yeah, I can't say that. I'm not trying to give you an entirely negative reading, but they're like, if you tell her that, she's going to take that as a positive, and then she's going to go back into the same pattern again because she thinks it's a good thing. Um, So I'm sorry, Brianne. I'm going to end the reading here because basically it's a huge... They want you to listen... They want you to pay attention to your surroundings. And it seems like anything that I point out that's good, um, any positive about you, it seems like it's going to be taken that it's okay to keep doing it. And they seem to be warning me about that. Um, When they're trying to get attention across to you, you know, pay attention um, to circumstances. So, um, So, you know, not to, I kind of got like what you're wanting and then what they're wanting. Um, and I can't do that because I don't want you to have that experience any more than they do of what they're trying to get you away from. Um, and I see a lot of like, I'll call it positive stubbornness, you know, like, um, I'm in a great mood. I'm going to ignore, it, it, this isn't you, but just as an example, it's like, I'm in a great mood. I'm going to ignore stuff. Um, that's not really beneficial and I don't want to encourage that because that's, it's, I know some self-development stuff makes it seem like you're supposed to ignore your surroundings in order to keep your mood. But if you have to ignore your surroundings to keep your mood, number one, that's really hard to do. Number two, you really have to go out of reality to do it. And number three, that's not how it actually works. You're not ignoring things and being in bad mood anyways. It's just when we have um, <clears throat> a natural capacity for happiness, we run into a friend, for example, and, you know, her dog just died. We're not collapsing down into that going, oh, my God. Oh, poor Fluffy. And she's like, uh, you never met Fluffy. No, but I, 
you told me a story once, so I have love in my heart. He was like, he was my own dog. And it's like, you didn't even meet the dog. I told you a story once. No, that's not like it's your own dog. But yes, it is. You know, and it's like, you know, I have love in my heart in spite of all circumstances. And, you know, we understand that's not really realistic. You don't start to feel like a dog is your own from hearing one story about him one time and having never met the dog, you just don't do that unless somebody is actually very out of balance and codependency. And this doesn't mean that, you know, you're not going to like care or, you know, or sometimes we get inspired or sometimes we do get our heartstrings tugged and we do carry feelings from one person to another, but not, you know, to the point of saying like, Oh, I feel like your dog was my dog based off one story, you know, that lasted five minutes. Um, so, um, you know, those those are more like uh, the codependent stuff when people are holding on to it or a self-defense mechanism when people are holding on to these things too much. It's just like when, so a, a better example of it would be, you know, if I go to somebody's funeral as support for a friend and I don't know the other person, I'm not going to be torn up about it. And if I had a great day and a great week, which I do, then going to that funeral is not going to crash me because I have more resiliency than that, and that's called healthy. Um, so I still have a happy mood, but I'm not like, oh, my God, it's the best day ever. You know, it's like, oh, you're, you're Nana just like, yes, but let's talk about me now because that would be ugh, really off. Um, and your mood will naturally start to, you know, become quieter if you're at somebody else's funeral. It's... But you're not like, you know, completely tanking down, um, but sometimes your mood will change into something else. Like you're, it'll, maybe you become very sullen. Maybe you're, you know, turn into the support system and you're like, you know, laughing with a couple of other people in the kitchen quietly. Um, you know, you're not tanking yourself down. It's just it changes naturally with certain circumstances. And there will be certain circumstances that it does naturally change from because you're paying attention to the information. Um, And there's a difference. It's very hard to explain. Um, But there are ways that your mood will change because you are paying attention to reality that you're still going to be healthy in them, um, including still having love in your heart or whatever else. Um, like at a funeral, if you're not like, you know, going deep dive into love in your heart and like, you know, deciding to hug and know you're going to, you know, moon over somebody's grandma because the grandfather just died and, oh, look at how much love I have. You know, you drape over the strange old little ladies like, who's this person? Get off me. You know, if she's got enough resiliency of her own, you know, that's going to seem kind of weird. So it's, um, so being happy anyways, again, does not mean ignoring information. But it's that there are other times and places where that mood will be, there are other times and places where different moods will be more appropriate. So, you know, the happiness will calm down at a funeral if it's for somebody you don't know. Not because you're being depressed, um, but it's just that it'll be, Um, it'll just change. It'll change into being more solemn. It'll change into, you know, being more loving. You know, it'll be more into, change more into the support system. And those are all still positive ways of being, um, but they're not ignoring what's going on at the funeral. And, you know, ignoring that somebody is, you know, very toxic or abusive, it doesn't mean you need to let yourself get thrown into a tizzy because sometimes people go into a tizzy and act dramatic because they think they're supposed to um, <clears throat> whenever they see toxicity and abuse. And it's not that. Um, I mean, sometimes, you know, if you're getting abused and they're keep bugging you, keep bugging you, keep bugging you, sometimes you're going to say, no! And that's going to be appropriate too. Um, and that's important to understand. So it's, you know, so it's not always about you need to always be in a good mood. It's just that when you are stable enough um, some of the things that people do, even really annoying people, will not get to you the same way, and some people will, and some people you're going to have to take a stronger hold against or say no, or no, you're not hiring them to do a certain job because they're going to be too toxic for you to have around the house, um, or they're going to be unreliable. And you can do that and be like, you know, it's it's not going to happen here, and you can listen to the tone of my voice right now. You know, I'm not crashing down. I'm not super 
like excited. I'm not like, I have love in my heart because you were toxic. You know, I'm not doing any of that stuff. It's just like, no, I got it. You need a job. You know, there's, you know, you know, go online and, you know, Google this and Google that. I'm sure you'll be able to find something. And that's it. It's not like, oh, my God, you're toxic. So you don't have a job. No, you know, I will ignore it. It's a great day. Oh, my God, you're totally out of work because you're too abusive and you're starving and you don't know where your next meal is going to come from. But let's pay attention to the present moment of now. You know, that's not really beneficial either. Um, and those are the important things to understand. So, <clears throat> um, you know, bottom line, you can completely and absolutely be a good person. Um and now I can tell you that you have lovely energy, honey, but it's the lovely energy does not come from you ignoring things. The lovely energy comes from because you just have lovely energy. Um, and sometimes, you know, and again, they're like, oh, God, here we go again. So the lovely energy does not come from you ignoring things. That's really important to understand um, because sometimes people think that they think they have to be in a good mood and sort of like ignore the things that are going on in order to keep that good mood because they think that's where the good mood comes from. And that would be something more to work out um, during coaching would be where, you know, you can have absolutely lovely energy and still be a really good person and still say completely and absolutely no to bad people. And in fact, that can sometimes make you a lovelier person because then you stop bringing around um, hardship for yourself. Um, you stop bringing hardship around for other people that you should say no to, um, you know, or have to ignore other people's discomfort because you brought somebody in you shouldn't have, which happens as well, right? When we see people who are like, you know, I'm a good person for ignoring this, and then they bring in toxic people, and now you've got a lot of problems at work because they brought in somebody toxic. Um, <clears throat> why do they do that? Because I think it makes them a good person. No. Um, but most people, um, even people who are backing that up in other moments, they're probably going to think somebody's a good person who's saying no to bringing in somebody who's going to toxify them specifically because then it's a lot easier to get it when you're specifically on the receiving end of it. Right? So, you're a good person for saying no. That's really, really important to understand and doesn't really go very well in the over-positive, excuse me, sort of like non-reality self-development interpretations that are out there. And that's not what it's about. It really isn't, um, but it's kind of hard to explain. I've tried my best, but I still didn't do it justice. All I can say is it really doesn't work that way. So thank you so much, everybody. And Brian, honey, I really wish you the best of luck. Um, and you can find me here every single week, 3 p.m. PST, New York and Chicago. That's your rush hour here on newsforthesoul.com. And we have, um, you know, a lot of lovely people here. If you write in to send me your questions, please put my name on it. That's L, so that's E-L-L-E, um, just like she in French. You can just put my name on it so uh, we know where to send it to. So thank you so much, everybody. And again, I wish you all the best. And it's coming up in Halloween time. So good luck to everybody. I love you. Take care. Bye-bye. Hear all of our previously aired broadcasts of News for the Soul online at newsforthesoul.com. Now let's get back to the show. 